At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. We are live. It says we are live now. <clears throat> Welcome everyone into the Minnesota Tim Podcast. This is the Minnesota Tim Podcast, and I am joined once again by the man, the myth, and the legend. I don't know if he's a myth, but more so a legend. And his name is Jacob Wandersee. He is Jake's takes. He always delivers. He always responds, and he's always reliable, and he's on Christmas break right now. He's off for teaching right now, and he is so kind to come on the Minnesota Tim podcast and share his thoughts. Jacob, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you back, and uh, I mean, it's just it's fun to see your face once again. It's always an honor, first of all, so thank you for inviting me. Um, I was happy to move around my busy day. I had a full slate of items and things to do planned. And uh, when you texted, I moved them all, all of them, to make sure I could attend this podcast. So that's how much this means to me. So Wow. Well, I really appreciate that. And I honestly wouldn't expect anything less mm-hmm. from a man as credible and as willing to do whatever it is that he was doing. What, what were you doing before the podcast, by the way, that was so busy that you had to, you know, find room in your schedule to come on the podcast um well i went i watched a bunch of episodes of a tv show what show i started wandavision the marvel wandavision plus hmm. yeah we just got disney plus over the weekend and hulu we did that combo you know the yeah live tv yep. combo hmm. so we and i'm a big marvel fan so i was like all right time to catch up on all the marvel stuff that i've missed since uh, the last Marvel movie, basically two, whatever that was two years ago. So, yep. Starting WandaVision. And then I went to the grocery store, ate lunch. And here I am. Here you are. Not a busy well, day. Not a busy day. Well, that's okay. I mean, it's good to have days off. It's good to have, yep. 
you know, days off. And uh, if you are watching us on Facebook right now, as there are zero viewers, but uh, they're coming. They're coming in waves. They're coming in packs. That's typically what happens. Uh, we're excited to have you. Um, what was so, a, it was a surprise live, so no one was planning their day around this. So once the word gets out that this is going on, it'll at least get up to like three. Yeah, it's true. I mean, <laughs> not everyone is Jacob Wandersey where they can just mm-hmm. completely eliminate their entire schedule to come on mm-hmm. the Minnesota Tim podcast. So it no. is very much appreciated that uh, you're doing this, and it really shows the value that you have um, to the podcast. So mm-hmm. anyway, let's get into some of these topics here. So recently, you had to fill in as the head coach of the Watertown Mayor Royals in Watertown, Minnesota, and we haven't talked about this yet. We we mm-hmm. we were tempted to talk about this off screen before the show started, mm-hmm. but we were strong enough. We waited because we want our reactions to be honest. Mm-hmm. We don't want to try to recreate it after having this great off screen chat. So fill me in on how the head coaching role went at Watertown. Well, yeah, it's a two game little stint. Um the first game was against Providence Academy, and I spent the whole day out. It was a rough day because I was so, like, I don't get – I wasn't mentally nervous, if that makes sense. Like, yes. mentally I felt confident and comfortable, and it was going to be fine. But, like, just the body had that tense feeling, so, like, had a stomach ache all day and just, mm. you know, waiting just because it's – you got to wait. So, you're just teaching every class, and you're just, like, just waiting for the game to come, right? Yep. So – they ended up – we knew two. their two best players were out, and we assumed they were still going to be out. Um, and then we found out that they had three other players gone, and so that eased my nerves a little bit because they're, they will be – by the end of the year, they'll be a perfectly fine team, but the team that we played didn't have a lot of their varsity starters left kind of thing. So – we beat them by like 42 or something like Holy that. Holy cow. That, 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 you know, we've got to credit that to the head coach. I, Who, whoever was head coaching that day, I mean, really deserves most of the credit there. Yeah, I didn't call a timeout. Uh, I didn't really even do that much coaching because they would call timeout and we'd be up like 20 or whatever and they'd get back to the huddle. And I was like, honestly, I don't really have any words for it. I was going like, to say, so what do, you points, what do you say to the team? You're up 35 points in a game. What do you say to the team? Hey, I, you know, I just box kept, out. I did, well, yeah, that's kind of just basically the don't get complacent. Like, we're not looking to run up the score, but basically my, I guess, mantra was we're just looking to keep playing Watertown Mayor basketball. So there you go. Play our way. If we win by 70, great. If we hold on and win by 40, great. But don't kind of fall into just playing not our basketball so I you don't want to develop bad habits that, that right. can happen no. when, you, when you're up 35 40 points yep. sometimes you take bad shots you run your your offense gets hectic you yep. get you get a little overconfident mm-hmm. and uh and then you create bad habits for the next game so mm-hmm. it is yep. important to f- stay focused yep. or at least you know put in the scrubs in at the end of the game so that your starters don't lack and create bad habits i mean i yep. was a scrub at the end of the game and um, at the end of the game, when your team's up or down 35 points, it's your time to shine. Mm-hmm. It was Timmy time to shine mm-hmm. at the end of basketball games when our team was up or down 30 points. And um, I can't tell you how excited I was. I'm sure I'm sure people at the end of the bench got some run in that game, and that had to be mm-hmm. very exciting. They got a um, lot of run, yep. And we yeah. have a great – we have 
basic, well, we have 13 guys that practice first, and then we have two that come up and play with us um, or suit up, you know, kind of that play JV, but suit up on varsity with us. Yeah. Um, So we, yeah, we played everybody. And then, so Saturday, so that was a Thursday, Saturday, again, another game, we played uh, LeSueur Henderson and they, well, they just, you know, they're struggling a little bit. Um, That's a nice way to put it. Yep. And we should, we should, we should be, you know, a pretty good team this year. Um, So that one went similarly. It was, I think, 50 to 18 at halftime. Um, and I think everybody played in the first half except for the two kids that we pull up from the JV team. So all 13 of our practice players, I think, got in in the first half. Um, nice. Or varsity, you know, varsity practice players, I mean. Um, and then, yeah, the second half went similarly. So we won by like 47 or something like that. So, oh, wow. That's pretty cool. So take us inside the pregame huddle. Where the head coach has to give a pump-up speech to the team. You're Mm -hmm. talking to the team. You're talking to the starters. You're talking to the end of the bench. You're talking to the assistant coaches. How nervous were you going into that speech? And did you fire everybody up? Yeah, I wasn't nervous at all, to be honest. I was only nervous. It was the anticipation. So once like, I was actually at the gym watching the JV game, I felt fine Mm -hmm. for both games. Or for the first game. The second game, I was just completely fine all day. It was fine. Um but no, yeah. I, so I had talked to uh, I did, Mr. McDonald. You know, Mr. Bill McDonald, wrestling. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. you know, plethora of coaching experience. So I I supervise open gym with him. So I asked him, but the day on that Thursday morning, I'm like, hey, you got any you know good speeches or good stories or you know just anything to say? I'm like, I'm gonna go on Google and just see if I can think of something. And then he told me this story. That was pretty good. So then I used that, and and they all they all had him as a teacher too, and they know that he kind of has that style, and he has he has a story or a saying for every kind of situation, and it's he is kind of he's a character, and they all know that. So I'm like, well, I'll play up to that. So I started with saying like, well, I was thinking about what to say to you guys to for my first you know speech, and uh, you know I'm like I tried Google, but I didn't really find anything that I liked, and then I'm like, then I talked to Mr. McDonald. And then they're all like, oh, you know, like ready, you know, ready for a, a doozy of a story. So would you like, would you like me to tell you the story? Sure. Why not? Sure. So <clears throat> there's two guys that are walking along the Grand Canyon and they come across a rope that's about two inches wide and it goes from one end of the Grand Canyon all the way to the other. Yeah. And the one guy says, well, and then I, let me add, there's a wheelbarrow sitting there, like a, you know, push wheelbarrow, you know? Sure. And the one guy says, I bet I can grab this wheelbarrow and just walk it across the rope all the way across the Grand Canyon and back. And then his buddy's like, there's no chance. That's not going to happen. And so the guy's like, all right, watch me. And there he goes, walks all the way across, pushing his wheelbarrow, gets to the other side, turns around and comes all the way back. And he's like, hey, look at that. I told you I could do it. And the friend's like, man, I cannot believe that you just did that. Like, that is insane. Like, I did not believe you, but it looks, that was insane, right? And the guy's like, well, do you believe me or do you trust me that I can do it? And the guy's like, well, I guess I have to. Like, I just watched you do it. And the guy's like, all right, if you really trust me, get in this wheelbarrow and let's go together. See, you know, because I'm. Oh, yes, as a team, as a team going across the canyon and back. Yeah. I butchered the ending a little bit. So they're, they're, you know, Speeches typically like, you know, they kind of like ramp up. 
get yes. like intensity because you kind of start low and then you're like, let's get home. So that story is more of like a, it's a level, right? It's a, it's a metaphor for teamwork, right? Or trusting yeah. a team, trusting hmm. each other, whatever. That's so it, it kind of like started here and then it went to like here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so like it got to the end and they were all like sitting, looking at me and I'm like, guys, that's it. It's trust and teamwork. And then they're like, <laughs> let's go. Come on. Let's play basketball. No, it did not really land. It, it landed because it didn't land. If that makes it, sense. Yes. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. I got that. What's so uh, land it, but it landed. So a couple more questions on your coaching. Then we're going to get into the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, good. How many games did you coach? Two, two games. Yeah. And, uh, how much did you get? Uh, these were blowout games. Now that's mm-hmm. important to consider. Did you get on the referees once? Any any time you get got on the referees? Well, yeah, as you might guess, you you can't as a coach if you're up forty. That's just you're a bad person, right? Yeah. But it was early in the second half. The other, I think, it was Lesueur's game, the second game. They passed the ball in under out of bounds or under their own hoop, and it got like the guy like caught it and threw it right back to the guy. And he never like jumped back in, like he caught it in the air and then landed in bounds. Sure. And the ref was standing right in front of me. And I just said like, isn't that out of bounds? <laughs> Pretty much almost like that exactly. And the guy's like, nope, he, he's good. And I'm like, I thought he had to establish a foot or two. I don't remember, but I thought it was a foot or two. And the guy's like, nope, he's good. He's good. I'm like, okay. He does <laughs> have then, to establish two feet. Yeah. yeah well, it was before, sorry. This, and this was before halftime. So this was end of the first half. So then, Right away, like a couple minutes in the second half, that same ref is kind of standing in front of me and I'm just standing there watching the game. And he's like, you know, I just wanted to apologize. Like we were, I was curious if I was right or not. So we actually pulled out the rule book at halftime and found the rule and he has to establish one foot in bounds before he can touch the ball. So um, he should have been out of bounds in your ball. So I just wanted to apologize. So I was like, mm. no, that's fine. No big deal. No, I know. But okay. so I'm one for one on ref comments, I guess. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, you do have to establish two feet. I'm not sure what that ref was thinking. Maybe he was giving some courtesy calls to the other team since well, he mm-hmm. knew that you were the head coach of Watertown and no team beats a Jacob Wandersee-led head coaching team. So mm-hmm. um, if you want to comment and you want your comment to appear on the screen, you can comment on Facebook while you're watching this, and I can pull up the comment, and then Jacob and I can live, wow. can read the comment live on the screen and um, that's what we can do. So comment on Facebook your thoughts about Jacob's head coaching career, and um, and we can pull it up live. And uh, one, you, you got something? Well, I'm just curious. I'm because I'm not on Facebook Live watching this. Are, is it still zero? No, we're at two. Do not do <laughs> can not you see, see who. Uh, I can't see who's watching. Oh. If if you're watching, say I'm watching, and um, say I'm watching. If you're watching, comment I'm watching, and then Jacob <laughs> and I will know who's watching, and maybe you'll win a prize. Um, someone actually called me out the other day because offered a prize and didn't fall through. Yeah, exactly. Well, the Minnesota Vikings did beat the Chicago Bears, and okay. in our season prediction segment, we said that the Bears would beat the Minnesota Vikings. And if the Vikings beat the the, the Chicago Bears, then I said I was going to give away a Callaway driver. Now I didn't say what kind of Callaway driver. I didn't say it's going to be a five hundred dollar Callaway driver. I just said a Callaway driver. So mm-hmm. I suppose I could go to a junkyard, find a $20 Callaway driver and give it away somehow. Um, so I'm still working on that. What's that? 
I'm sure Shadowbrook has one. Yeah, exactly. If you go to Shadowbrook, I'm sure I can find a Callaway driver and give out because I, I said about that. Yeah, Monday night at Bears though. That's that was Justin a Justin Fields. Yeah, and I don't remember the stats, but yeah, the, they were not favorable stats for Vikings playing at Soldier Field on night games and stuff. So it was kind of an upset. I mean, it wasn't an upset, but it, you know, at the time preseason, it was definitely an upset that you were going to be calling. So yeah, it wasn't yeah. a bad thing. We did peak at six listeners right now. We're at one listener and no one said I'm watching. So I don't know if they're embarrassed to say that they're watching, but uh, there's one person watching right now. And, and and if you say you're watching, you're the only one valid for the prize. So there's a good chance that you'll win the prize. If there actually is a prize, is the prize another Callaway driver or a, a rusty nine iron from Shatterbrook. <laughs> it could be a rusty nine iron from Shatterbrook. I'm, I'm not going to explain what the prize is because mm. um, it's too good to share. Hmm. You know, yeah, we're at three listeners right now. If you want to comment, comment on Facebook and I will pull up your comment on the live chat and we will react live to what you're telling us. Uh, Jake's takes is going to go get his hamburger and bacon. Can you still hear me, Jake? Yeah, sorry. I was grabbing my phone because I, I think if I'm watching it on Facebook. Yeah, I, I think I can see who's watching because I feel like you can see who's watching. So I'm curious. I'm just too curious. I can't OK, well, yeah, pull it up. Let's see. Can we see who's watching? I see three listeners watching it's updating right now. Our phone, so because we had oh, updating, okay. So it's still working on that. Oh, okay. Well, let me let me provide an example. I'm going to comment on my own Facebook Live. <laughs> and if, while I'm commenting on my own Facebook Live, I just said I'm watching, and now it's going to pop up on Streamyard. And this know. is the most riveting content that I've ever heard. I, I mean, it's got to be. Well, maybe people are commenting now, and it's not popping up on StreamYard. But typically, if you comment, it will pop up on StreamYard eventually because that's the beauty of this platform that we're on. Let's see. All right. Come on. Sure. Great. I don't care. Messenger to share. Well, I'm not going to edit any of this stuff out in the post-production because man, <laughs> this is just a disaster, and it's almost like one of those disasters that's so much fun. Um Man, oh, yeah, really, I, see, I see your comment. I'm not edit any of oh, your post. I'm, I'm cu- you're coming through the other end. This is sorry. Disaster. I closed it. That was probably a terrible audio. Well, that's okay. I'll right. try to see your comment. Okay. Let's move on. We're, we're done. Vikings. Hold on. Hold on. I want to try this one more time. I'm, okay. We're almost done. We're almost done. Sorry. I just didn't Maybe you have to go that. to my Minnesota Tim patron comment. That's because. what I was trying to do. That's what I was trying to do. Oh, there we go. I see. Look at this. See, Minnesota Tim, I'm watching. So you have to go to my Minnesota Tim page, like the Minnesota Tim page. You don't have to like the Minnesota Tim page, but if you liked it, that'd be pretty cool. And then if you comment, I'm watching, then I will know that you're watching. Jacob and I will know that you're watching. So we appreciate your viewership. And um, there's still one person that's hung on with us so far. Maybe it's you. But um, yeah, I'm yeah. watching now. Okay. Okay. I'm moving on. Well, okay. Well, let's get into the Minnesota Vikings talk here. Um, the Minnesota Vikings, what are they, 500 right now? Yep. Seven and seven beat the Chicago Bears. It was an ugly game. Um, my opinion about that game is a win is a win. The Vikings always struggle at Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. We seemingly never win at Soldier Field, even in 2009, which was mm-hmm. you know 12 years ago now, when Brett Favre was our quarterback and we were a Super Bowl contender. The Vikings still did not win at Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. Um, so a win is a win, and I'm happy with it. Hopefully, Adam Thielen comes back on Sunday for the Los Angeles Rams game. We have a tough stretch of games. We got the Rams, we got the Packers, and then we got the Bears again at home. So, um, I don't know. The NFC wild card race is really tight. Mm -hmm. I want to hear your overall thoughts on where the Vikings stand in the next three games. 
Well, we just saw Dalvin Cook is out for this week. Yes. Assumed to be out. I don't think they said he's for sure out yet, but they. I saw Courtney Cronin tweeted that she Cook's been following the guidelines for non-vaccinated players, which puts him at like 10 days or something. So then he'd miss this week, but back for the Packers game, assuming all goes normal. Yep. So Madison, you know, he's been almost as good as Cook, which you can still win with an almost as good as Cook as you're running back. Because at the end of the day, it's going to come down to Cousins. But, um, yeah, if they want to somewhat control their own destiny, 3-0 and has to be the goal. If they they can get in at 2-1, and but they need some help then from other teams and losing and, you know, the Saints and whatever. I did see the Saints are down to their third-string quarterback, though, for Monday night. Yeah, that's a good sign. So they'll probably lose but to the Dolphins. But, you know, if they can – the Rams are not – who they were in the first half of the season. Now they're getting healthier. They're getting a little better, but at the end of the day, it's still Stafford at the helm, right? So Rams at home, winnable game, not the hardest thing to do in the world. The one at Lambeau on uh, next Sunday night will be a tough one, especially since we beat them earlier in the year. They're even more motivated to beat us the second time around. And how Mm -hmm. motivating is it for the Green Bay Packers to have a home game against the Minnesota Vikings Mm -hmm. and to have the opportunity especially if the Vikings lose against the Los Angeles Rams to knock the Vikings out of the playoffs. That's the opportunity potentially for the Packers next week. When it's two, two more things too, is that Aaron Rodgers going for another MVP back to back. And he's, I hadn't looked this today, but he was the betting favorite and he's going to stay right in that range. Obviously the rest of the year, because they're going to finish with 12, 13 wins or whatever. And they're going to be, the one seed in the NFC probably. And there's just kind of been nobody else to take control of that MVP race. Mahomes is finally kind kind of coming back. Um, but Brady's after last week's stinker. They're not, you know, looking like an MVP led team. Obviously Brady can still get it done in the playoffs, but in terms of a regular season MVP award. So Rogers has that to play for. And like you said, the second thing is that eliminating the Vikings from the playoffs at Lambeau, especially it feels this way. We'd have to look in the actual data, but anytime the Vikings win that first game at home, because it seems like we always play them at home early in the season and then at Lambeau on like a night game in January or late December, it seems like that's every year. It seems like it's that way. So it feels like, but it seems like the Packers always just kick the can out of us on that second game. You know, the Vikings play a close game at home. They sneak out with the win. You're like, wow, we're better than we thought. And then they play them at Lambeau. It's like, oh, they lost by 30. So yeah. it'll definitely be a, I mean, yeah, it's, comes down that won't matter if they you know if they lose the rams it's you know for all intents and purposes they're probably done but yeah last last year we actually opened with the green bay packers on sunday that was our home opener and we lost 43 to 34 and then Mm -hmm. we actually went to green bay and won 28 to 22 so that was a little opposite going on last year Mm -hmm. but uh two years ago we opened our fourth week, no, our second week was at Green Bay. The Carlson misses. The Carlson misses. We lost 21 to 16. And now Daniel Carlson is an $18 million man at the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. And then the Packers came to our house and then we lost to him again at 23 to 10. Mm-hmm. Let's look at it three years ago. The Green Bay you Packers. Because you're just kicking away my feel of what feels like <laughs> happens every year. I know, but I honestly was really convinced by your opinion and I actually agreed with it. But now that I'm looking at the information, um, two years, uh, three years ago now at Green Bay, 
29 to 29 tie in overtime. <laughs> and then at home. That was the Carlson kicking game, by the way. Oh, that was? Okay. Yeah. That was three years ago. And then at home three years ago, we beat the Packers 24 to 17. So there, I mean, that was closer to your prediction. If we go, if we go back to 2017, 20, oh, okay, here we go, Jacob. You were <laughs> referring to 2017. I it must think. have been. Must have been. Um, well, maybe not. Because <laughs> week six, we beat the Green Bay Packers at home 23 to 10, dominated them on the road. Aaron Rodgers must have been hurt this game because we beat them 16 to zero in week 16. Mm, I didn't remember that. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, I did level. I started with the disclaimer of this is how it feels. Yes. Well, okay. Okay. I finally found your feel. I found your feel. 2016, week two, the Vikings beat the Green Bay Packers 17 to 14 at home in the Metrodome. Or was that the uh, TCF? I don't know. TCF probably. TCF. Week 16 on the road at Green Bay, we lost 38 to 25. So what you were referring to (laughs) was the 2016 NFL season. That's what it feels like. Like I said, apparently it doesn't happen as often as it feels like, but that's, it's kind of like when you feel like the refs go against your team every time, it's a feel thing. And then if you actually look at it, you're like, oh, I guess not. So yeah. yeah bad the take. official thing is one of those recency bias things where, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as you don't get a call against, or as soon as you get a call against you, you start thinking that the refs are out to get you. But as soon as you get a call, you immediately forget that that call just yeah. happened. You're like, oh, good call. Good call. Right, exactly. I mean, that was supposed to happen. I mean, how many times they they owe us? I mean, the Green Bay, the the uh, Chicago Bears game was a perfect example of that. We mm-hmm. uh, had so many lucky calls on sportsmanlike conducts, pass interferences, mm-hmm. roughing the passers. Yeah, the there was like three or four calls that went the Vikings' direction. Yep. Yep. That's just the you, you got to trust the law of averages a little bit. Some some stretches it goes against you. Some stretches it goes for you. You think in the long run, generally speaking, it's going to end up being pretty balanced. So if you get some, you get some against you, and it shouldn't dictate. Rarely does it actually dictate an exact outcome of a game. Now, you, some you can point to was it Rams Saints like two years ago when the Rams guy like completely just tackled the Saints receiver in the end yes. zone and they're going to win. Like so, that it does happen where it's like, well, that kind of matters, <laughs> right? For the right. most part, most a lot of penalties, a lot of whistles in basketball. Like for the most part, they're not the reason you lost a game, you know, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm the last one to blame the refs for any kind of loss. Mm-hmm. You could go to the first quarter and in any game really, and point to a reason why a team lost, but nobody remembers it because mm-hmm. everyone remembers what happens in the final five minutes of the fourth quarter. And you want to blame this kicker or you want to blame that, you know, when Blair Walsh missed that field goal, the Vikings should have never even been in that situation because the Vikings had what? three or four times at the goal line and they couldn't score a touchdown with arguably the greatest running back in the game, Adrian Peterson. Yeah. And he made his what previous three, right? Cause it was a nine. We had nine. We had nine points, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, so he was our only offense. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and he misses one I mean, field goal. Scoring wise, he was the only offense. Yeah. And he misses one field goal from 27 yards and everything yeah. is his fault, which I mean, it still kind of was his fault because he, right. you know, he could have made it, but, but, yeah, score a touchdown if you want a 100% chance to win instead of leaving it up to a 98% chance or whatever a 27-yard field goal is. I mean, there is truth to that, right? Go score a touchdown then. Exactly. Score a touchdown, the game's over. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of articles written these last few days about Kirk Cousins and his future in Minnesota. 
He has mm-hmm. one year remaining on his contract. Yeah. Forty-five million dollars. Mm. I've seen te- I've seen two different articles written in these last few days. One by Pro Football Focus, who said the Vikings will trade or should trade Kirk Cousins to the Pittsburgh Steelers for a first-round pick. Another yeah. article was that the Vikings should trade Kirk Cousins to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I don't know why they would do that. That was another article I read um, with Jalen Hurts, and they have a different kind of identity over in Philadelphia, so that doesn't seem to make much sense. Um, Your thoughts on what Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings should do for next season? Should we hand over the reins to Kellen Mund, the rookie third-round pick? Should we bring Gus Rott back in purple? Good. No, I I don't know. So, um, oh, the wife's calling. Now it's on Facebook Live. You know that I can ignore it. That's tough. <laughs> um, love you. Should, I, right, call the yeah, wife? So, Should I call her? <laughs> he's in the middle of something. Hey, Holly. Sorry, Jacob's Jacob's distracted. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll just call her back. Um, but anyway, what was? Oh, cousins. Okay, so. They're in a predicament a little bit because <laughs> they have an aging team, generally speaking. I mean, they have some young pieces, obviously, like Jeff Jefferson will be here hopefully for 10 years, right? You, you have Daniil Hunter hopefully gets healthy and is here for five, six, seven more years of good football. And Cook is still only 26 or 20. I think he's 26, 27. I don't remember when his birthday is. But he's 26. That, you know, he has three or four years of prime probably football left, right? So they, they have these pieces around their team that are nice and young and in their peak or about to be in their peak. But for the most part, it's aging, aging veterans that are starting to get on the brink of, you know, your bar, your Kendricks, your Harrison Smith, Thielen, all these guys that are kind of getting to their peak or it's starting to go over the top where they're starting to go down. So to trade, trading away cousins for a first rounder would be really tempting um, with the Steelers. That would be interesting, but then you're committing to saying, like, cause there's not ever a free agent market. So they're not going to like the best they could sign would be like a Gardner Minshew. Right. Or like a guy like that, that somebody who's maybe started before, but there's a reason they're not starting anymore. Or like your Tyler Huntley, or there's guys out there that'll be free agents that you probably can sign and hope that they work out. But then you're, you're, you're I mean, as much as we rip Kirk cousins, Kirk cousins gets you to this level. Any of those other guys they could sign automatically brings the team down to that guy's level. Right. So he's still better than everything else that they can have other than like a rookie or a mond that somehow takes, you know, the next step somehow, but without seeing mond, none of us can actually say with any kind of confidence, whether he's good or he's bad, you know, who knows? Um, So I would think they're going to keep him around one more year because like I said, all those aging guys, it's probably the right move. You're not a super bowl team, but it's either B 500 ish, 10 and seven, maybe 11 and six. If, Cause even this year they could be 10 and seven, 11, you know, 11 and six. If things had gone right earlier in the season. Um, and that's a lame thing to say. Cause they actually, you know, they lose all these games, but you know, flip one of those and all of a sudden you're eight and six and flip another one. You know, it, it can happen year to year. Um, so if you want to do that again, that gives you your best chance to be the sixth seed in the playoffs, you know, be interesting next year, whatever, maybe win the division. If Rogers is now somewhere else, Denver, Pittsburgh, you know, wherever, but they could also, if they trade them, they're just committing to, you know, half of a rebuild, right. It's kind of that there's enough talent that they're not, 
going to go three and 14 with those guys, right? Even a bad quarterback is probably going to get you to five or six wins, but you definitely would be setting the clock back and saying, you know what, we're not going to win the Super Bowl. Let's get a few more draft assets and see if we can have a two-year plan versus like a one-year plan, if that makes sense. So I would probably keep Cousins if I were them, but they're yeah. kind of stuck. Yeah, they are really stuck right now. I, I completely agree with you. I would keep Cousins um, for at least one more season, but I think the way the Vikings need to go is instead of keeping him for one more season, they completely restructure his contract and try to sign him for what, 30 to $35 million a year instead of the $45 million. Sure. Because I mean, Kirk Cousins, he wants an extension too. He doesn't yeah. want to go into the last season of his contract. Although he's getting paid $45 million, there's no certainty mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, once the season's over, there's no longevity. There's no contract yeah. security. Um, so you would think that he wants a contract extension. If Zimmer somehow stays after this season, which could be possible if the Vikings make the playoffs, I yeah. guess Zimmer could be staying. But I don't know. I mean, trading him, I, I, I don't like the idea of completely rebuilding because yeah. people will say that Kirk Cousins can't get us to a Super Bowl, yada, yada, yada. But how many teams do get to a Super Bowl every year? I mean, I know the answer. It's two. Yep. I mean, you have to be a special team to make it to the Super Bowl. Kirk Cousins, although he's not Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, who is number one? And two, he can at least get the team to the playoffs. And yep. if this was a Super Bowl caliber team, then I would have to think about trading Kirk Cousins for a different quarterback who could come in and play right away. But the defense is still far away. Like you said, we have pieces. We have Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen will still be good for a few more years. Um, Conklin's pretty good. Dalvin Cook, he'll be around for a few more years. But Anthony Barr, we don't know if he'll be on our team next year. Eric Kendricks, we don't know what his future is. He's been rated like really low recently on pro football focus. Um, So there's a lot of different avenues the Vikings could go, but I would say restructuring Cousins' contract is the best option. Yeah, if he's interested in that, I think that benefits both parties for sure. So that would probably be goal number one is, hey, can we pay you, you know, one last contract that gets you to the age 35 or whatever, spread out the money a little bit so that we can try to help you out more? Um, Because, right, we're a little bit stuck. Like, you know, you said, trying to sign anybody else if he's still making that cap figure and he's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback at this point, that level then you kind of need the other rest of the team to be so much better. Hopefully he would understand that and say, you know what? I've made more money than I'm ever going to be able to spend in my life. Like, yeah, I'll take, we'll spread this out. We'll make it a three-year deal. Like I get whatever, the whatever rate they decide, you know, get his couple more tens of millions of bucks. And then hopefully the team improves out of that. But yeah, it's definitely, that would be the best for both parties. Cause then hopefully you draft somebody or it's Mon, but I don't know who knows. Like I said, no one's, seen him do anything so who knows how good he is or is not um or draft a new guy or use an earlier pick maybe get a first round quarterback that's higher up things like that to like pull a Trey Lance right look at the 49ers they had a pretty good team around a I mean Cousins is better than Garoppolo but they're eight and six they have their star QB waiting the whole year you know they're gonna make the playoffs with Garoppolo like that's kind of the formula that the Vikings hopefully would want to follow um, but what's interesting about, like you said, on the defense part, <laughs> <Andy> <laughs> forehead. What? Jason. 
Jason's yeah. always there for some wit. It shows your name. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, see, now I lost my train of thought, Jason. Yeah, classic Jason. No, that's what I was going to say. So I, people you like to bring up cousins and failing at the end of games and stuff, right? Like it's kind of a popular take. How many times this year has Mike Zimmer's defense? Oh, basically where cousins does his job. He goes down and scores or gets them into field goal range or whatever, does what he needs to do, gets the field goal, gets the touchdown, whatever, has a great game. And then all the Vikings need to do is just not let that two-minute drill happen, not let Mm. that minute-and-a-half drill happen, not let the Panthers go 96 yards, not let the Lions, because even both games against the Lions, the first one that they won with a 57-yard field goal, they should have lost because the Vikings (laughs) gave up a two-minute drive. Yeah. The Ravens, and like every single game they've lost, the defense has given up just an embarrassing two-minute drive where the other team just all of a sudden is and it looked like a, you know, a pro team playing a middle school team trying to cover their receivers. And so, like, that's the most glaring thing is, like, how are you going to fix that defense? Because the offense can score, not consistently, but they, they're solid enough. But the defense, if you can't stop anybody, especially when it counts at the end of the game, like what? And that's what you hang your hat on, too, for Zimmer. Like, that's his whole bit is, like, right. he's supposed to be good at that. And he has been – he or they or them or whoever you want to blame it on, but somehow – They've sucked. And so if it's the personnel, then you got to get better personnel. If you're Spielman and Zimmer, if it's not the personnel, then there's only one thing left to blame. And that's the head coach who's supposed to be the defensive guru. So I don't know. I mean, the personnel's not good, obviously. That's part of it. But But if you get rid of Kirk Cousins, then it creates creates this uh, train wreck. It creates this train reaction of... Chain reaction? Chain reaction. I was going to say train reaction. We are a train wreck, but you're We are a train. We would be a train wreck, but a chain reaction. Train and chain, they sound similar. Chain reaction of, okay, now Justin Jefferson is going to want out because now he he sees that the team. Immediately. Immediately. Now he's going to see that the team isn't going to want to win and who wants to be a part of a franchise that doesn't want to win. And then what's going to happen is Delvin Cook is going to want out. And he's, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be a part of a non-winning franchise. And it's yep. going to create the spiral control of crap here, crap there, crap everywhere. And that's not the way um, to build a winning football team. Kirk Cousins is more than capable of winning games for this squad. If he had a mm-hmm. solid offensive line um, that was capable of blocking better than it is right now, then... Kirk Cousins would be looking a lot better. I mean, I, I was looking at his statistics about 10 games into the season, and Kirk Cousins had better statistics than Aaron Rodgers at yep. that point in time. Mm-hmm. But Rodgers has the better defense, better receiver, uh, better receivers, I don't know, but better overall team around him, better head yeah, coach. Better line. <laughs> yeah. And um, so. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. That's what, I mean, because if the Vikings had snuck at all those games, like because even with when they, I don't remember, they were, there was some like, it's not possible that Cousins is an MVP candidate, is it? And like there was some of those people, people were saying that they were whispering it because they didn't want it to be public, really. But it was kind of that right. like his hmm. stats are so good, like he can't be an MVP, right? But like, yeah, that's like really like they're he's so good this year so far statistically. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it seems like they they should reset the balance with the coaching position is what it looks like. Obviously, we're not at this, you know, 
TCO practice facility, but it sure it sure seems like they don't play like look at the Lions. No, I know it's season one, they're two eleven and one. But the last two games that they've won, right? They beat the Vikings and the Cardinals, and every game they've they've hardly gotten blown out. And watching the way that they are rooting for Dan Campbell as a team. Mm. And part of it's a different style, right? I get Zimmer's not that rah-rah. Like, he's an old-school coach. It's kind of the Mike Tomlin style of, like, we're here for business. Like, I love you as a person. Like, it's all relationship. And, well, and Zimmer's not – doesn't seem like Zimmer's maybe that either. Tomlin's probably more relationship-based. Zimmer's yeah. like not so really – Zimmer's like Bill Parcells, like his mentor. Yeah, there you go. That's better. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just, like – that's probably, yeah, that's a better way to say it. It's like, it's more so like, we're both here for a job to do. Let's stay professional. Let's do it. Let's move on with our lives is almost his mantra. It seems like, and like, it's kind of even high school coaching, right? You, you adapt to what, not necessarily what is in, but like you have to relate to players. That's why as much as you want to rip a PJ Fleck about all the nonsense that he goes through, Running up the sidelines. I mean, he has semantics. Great. I wouldn't play for the guy in terms of like, I would mostly find him kind of annoying, but you can't argue that those kids love playing for him, right? Like he always has them prepared. They all would run through a wall for him. So he knows how to connect with 18 to 22 year olds. It doesn't seem like Zimmer knows how to connect with 20 to 35 year olds. He just, they don't seem to connect, you know? Right. And you got to find somebody that can do that. You just yeah. do, you know, it's hard. And maybe if, a, if they had an assistant, that was kind of the main guy in that department, but I don't think Kubiak or I don't think, it, you know, Zimmer's kid is any better. You know, it's, it's like they have anybody on staff that's doing that either. And, you know, I'm right. sure lower, lower position, you know, everyone talks about, is it Patterson, you know, Andre Patterson, am I saying? Yeah, that? the defensive yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. They all. I mean, you, you. There's articles about him all the time of how much all the players love playing with, working for him, and playing with for him and stuff. So, like, I mean, I'm not saying the whole staff is, you know, not relational, but at the top, it seems like it's not, which does kind of flow down to the whole, you know, operation. So I don't know. That was a if long you had game. to predict the final three games of the Minnesota Vikings schedule. Rams at home, Green Bay on the road, Bears at home. Where would you say the Vikings fall, and are they a playoff team this weekend? Well, I'll just let you respond because this weekend is a big game. I the tricky part is the Rams have something to play for too. They want to win the division. They want to be the three seed. You know, potentially one two seed, seed. Two seed, yeah. Could technically be the one seed if the Packers really, you know, mess up the last three games That's here. True. Two seed. <laughs> but they could be the two seed. And then, but playing, you know, an eight and nine, you know, Philadelphia Eagles is a lot more enticing than having to play some of those other, or uh, like the 49ers, even, which they look like they could make, you know, they're a team I would not want to play in the playoffs. Where playing the Eagles, playing the Vikings, playing whoever that seven seed is, is not as scary. So the Rams definitely have something to play for. So I I'm nervous about Sunday and with cookout. I don't know. Rams have a good pass rush and they have a good old line that they can run the ball. And obviously Stafford is plenty good enough. You know, I don't like Cooper cup against the Vikings. 
Yeah, he would destroy us. Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith would have to double team him every time. Right. So I, I, I don't have a good feeling about Sunday. It's not impossible. The Rams aren't, you know, unstoppable by any means, but they're definitely better than the Vikings. So it'll take a, you know, it'll take a good game from Cousins more than likely to get them in the game. At Lambeau, again, I would be nervous. I don't really see how. I don't see how that's a win. That's a tough one at Lambeau Sunday night. That's just not. I mean, the Packers are the better team clearly, so that would again be an upset. And then the, at that point, if you're zero and two, then the Bears game's just crap. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. That doesn't matter. Fake punt this, fake field goal that. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no. Then honestly, if then you play Colin Mond against the Bears, you see. <laughs> uh, you do though. I mean, you do. You see. Yeah, what you does could. he have? Because you're out of the playoffs. If you I don't think they would, but I think you could. They wouldn't, but I mean, it's worth it. Yeah, Just why not? Have play a real game and see what you know. Mahomes did that the one year with uh, Alex Smith. You know, he sat out 15 games. They were out of the playoffs. He played game 16 just to see what they had. They're like, oh, we have a good player. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not that Mond or Mund or Mund or whatever his name is. So what's your prediction? 3-0? 2-0? 2-0-1? 0-0-3? Yeah. No, I think 1-2, sadly, is going to be. Yeah. I just don't. Without Cook, especially for Sunday, that that's going to set the tone for like a bad game, and then losing that Rams game is going to flow right into the Packers. You know what I mean? Like once yeah. they lose the Rams game at Lambeau, all of a sudden that's going to be like thirty-eight ten, and Rodgers has just got you know five passing touchdowns. Yeah, one and two. No you fair. like our chances against the Green Bay Packers or LA Rams more? I mean, probably the Rams more because it. They're not as good as the Packers. Like, they can beat the Rams. I, the Packers, they, that seems like a tough one. Yeah, it is a tough one. Although, I'm going to say that the Vikings have a better chance of beating the Packers mm-hmm. than the Rams, strictly for this reason. Okay. When the Vikings lose against the Rams, <laughs> when they lose against the Rams, <laughs> okay. because Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and the rest yeah. of the defensive line, they have great defenders, Jalen Ramsey, cornerbacks, yada, yada, yada. Um, I'm very tired this morning. Um, <laughs> Seinfeld reference. Yeah, that's well, Festivus, um, so we must. Yeah, Festivus, it is Festivus so season. That's true. It is the season of Festivus. But anyway, I don't think the Vikings are going to be able to maintain the the Rams' defensive line, and yeah. I think they're just going to eat us up. So when we lose against the Rams by a touchdown or a ten points or whatever, yeah, then that will create some sense of urgency to go into Lambeau Field and get a victory. I'm not saying that they're going to get a victory. I'm saying that the Vikings will play the Green Bay Packers closer than yep. they will play the Los Angeles Rams. So if they beat the Packers, then they can come home, beat the Bears, and yeah. be... Who's the play- tiebreaker? Yes, of course. And potentially be a playoff team. Yeah. But, uh, of course, the Bears would probably come into U.S. Bank Stadium and, you know... What was that? Two years ago when they were supposed to... Like, they had to beat the Bears on week six or week 17, the last game of the year, and they lost? Was that two, was that two years ago? Years ago? Something like that. I don't remember. Laid a complete egg and Bears just, yeah. No, I could see that for sure. I just, yeah, like you said, the Rams D-line. And like, was it Mason Cole? Is that we started at right guard? Yeah, Mason Cole at right guard, Bradbury at center. Cole, I only watched the second half because I had to work on Monday night. But the amount of times that I saw Mason Cole get pushed just straight backwards into Kirk Cousins, like just complete like backpedaling where 
he basically tackled Kirk Cousins with his back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's oh, there it is. O line's a disaster. Darisaw is all right. Brian O'Neill's good. The rest of them are just treading water, trying to not get, you know, completely pancaked. The problem with Mason Cole at right guard is that his natural position is center. Yeah. And um, he's playing there because Garrett Bradbury's playing center. And I don't know who's supposed to be playing right guard, but uh, they're <laughs> injured, I guess. <laughs> or is it uh, Udo? Oli Udo. Mr. Holding himself. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Minnesota Tim podcast with Jake's takes. Jake, thank you for making your return. Everyone was waiting for it. Everyone was excited. Everyone. I mean, I'm sure our reviews are going to be off the chart because mm-hmm. that was so exciting. So thank you for joining. Everyone, thank you for listening. Follow Jacob on Twitter at JJ underscore Wando. And you can follow me on Facebook. Go to the Minnesota Tim page on Facebook. Like it, love it, share it, and uh, listen to the future Minnesota Tim podcasts. I appreciate it, and we hope you have a great day, everybody.